shall we head to my favorite planet in the galaxy? The planet of good vibes. 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 It is. of good vibes in five four three two and one top of the morning folks good afternoon and good evening ladies and gentlemen welcome to the ham planet podcast i'm your host peter ham and i am hundo p honored to have you with us today if you're a first-time listener you gotta know that I am fired up, jazzed up, and absolutely hyped to have you here. To preface what the podcast is all about, it's all about three things. Good vibes, great people, and glorious stories. So if you're into that, stick around because you will love to soak in the good vibes. And more importantly, We've got an extremely special guest tonight. Honored to have him with us this evening. He is a fellow proud Culver Military Academy alumni of Company B. He's a proud graduate of American AIC, as they put it. Great school. And he's a man of many talents. He's a proud father. And he's someone I've always looked up to since I met him. So without further ado, Mr. Stephen Hoshaw, a.k.a. Shaw. Welcome, brother. Bammer, glad to be here, brother. Thank you for having me. Oh, honored to have you here. All, all, all I, I do have a couple quick things. A couple quick things. I'm, I don't mean to talk over you, but if, I mean, you, 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 you preface Company B, shout out. But what about unit commanders here? A couple of unit commanders? Couple of unit commanders in the building. Couple unit commanders. And for those that aren't aware, AIC, it's an Ivy League. Uh, it's it's whatever. But yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. Glad to be here though. Glad to have you, Shaw. Always glad to see your beautiful face. All right, Shaw. <laughs> so um was bouncing between what questions I wanted to fire away your first. And uh, mm-hmm. the one I came to the conclusion that I'd like to fire away is what are some of the main traits that you think you've gotten from Mama Shaw? Uh, all gas, no brakes. Yep. Uh, well, you know, <laughs> that that's a trait. And here is it. And okay, I'll continue with traits. So all gas, no brakes. Um, and because for those that know me, when I get tired and I sit down, I'm done. I am out like a light. So I got to just keep the engine moving all day and just, you know, all gas, no brakes. So that's definitely one of them. Uh, blind confidence, 100% blind confidence with zero caution. I think that kind of goes with all gas, no brakes, but that's just another trait. Um, a lot of energy there. 
a lot of energy. So I'd say that's a big, uh, big trait I have coming from my mom and uh, something I definitely embrace and love and, and wouldn't change it. But there were a couple things that I just discussed with my mom that I remember her telling me, um, a always get the first tab because as the night progresses, there's more people and you can at least say, Hey, I got, I had, I had the first round. Uh, whenever you see a cop run and what was, dang it, we just had the conversation. Uh, if you see a cop run and nothing against cops, love them, but just, you know, cover, just, just to make sure and get a good, good, good sprint in, but, uh, cover the first round, cover the tab. Oh yes. And at the end of the night, when you're out to eat, if the alcohol is more than the food, you had a good dinner. Amen to that. You know, probably a good dinner. Oh, yeah. Always ones for the books. Sometimes they're mm-hmm. hard to remember, but they're usually <laughs> some, of the, some of the greatest and most legendary. Yeah, absolutely. I love the Europe, brother. Has that last lot because Mama Shaw <laughs> is the definition of all gas, no brakes. And... <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Ask the other side of the question. What about from Papa Shaw? Yep. Oh, God. Long fuse, but don't want to reach it. Um, loyalty and just a beauty. Beautician. Beautician. Beauty pro. Yeah. Yeah. Loyalty for sure. That guy has been with AAA through the beginning of time. He's AAA Hoshaw. <laughs> yeah, he is. You know, Shaw, it's crazy to think about that when I met you, I had uh, the same haircut as Eminem. Or I guess it's not his hair now, but I had the shaved down, blonded, whole-headed blonde. I thought you had uh, frosted tips. I think, no, not frosted tips. It was full frosted, full frosted blast. Okay. That's what's up. There's a hilarious picture of me, you, Chammy, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, us three. And I'm just chubby and got this shitty hair. And mm-hmm. uh, y'all are just like massive. <laughs> um, we'll have the table is turned, my friend. Oh, <laughs> we're, we're we're still staying massive and staying healthy, Shaw. What absolutely? Uh, what uh, what's been your latest fitness advantage you've learned about lately, or tactic? Well, let's see. So, the beginning of the pandemic, I was my my family and I we were in Columbus, Ohio, and yeah. when I was there, because um, I was at the Abbott Nutrition headquarters. And Abbott Nutrition Headquarters, they have an absolutely killer gym because Abbott in their portfolio, they used to have EAS, right? The protein drink. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so that was Abbott. And, you know, I think they, they had a couple of professional athletes. I think Brady Quinn was probably like the most popular one. But they had this unbelievable state-of-the-art facility at the office. And I was like, this is free? Like, I can come down here whenever I want. This is unreal. So I, I got really tie the guy uh the trainer there and i was there every single morning before i'd go into the uh, go into work so i just go to the go to the gym early shower at the gym 
then walk upstairs and work all day. And uh, got into that, started getting into a little bit of kettlebells and then pandemic hit office closed. I'm like, dude, my mojo, my like routine is all jacked up and yeah. there's only so much shit I can do inside of like, or without any equipment. Right. So I like yeah. reached out to the trainer. I'm like, Hey, can I like do a rental of like a kettlebell or something? And he's like, no, we can't do that. So I was super bummed. And as I'm sure you're aware, gym equipment just skyrocketed in price. Oh, yeah. People were like, flipping walmart dumbbells for like 10 times the value of what they were sold at it was, and it was just insane. insane it was insane 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 I, so at that time when this prices started skyrocketing i bought a bowflex kettlebell like right when i even heard that shit might hit the fan for a little bit mm-hmm. i went and bought one and like the next day i was hoping to buy two couldn't buy two because they were like we mm-hmm. can't ship anything forever. Mm-hmm. I got that one <laughs> and I just put it on Facebook Marketplace to see what would happen. I sold it for oh, bites instantly. Almost twice its price. Which I, I sure? probably could have gone higher than that. But well, so I you I your example is exactly what happened with me. So like I said, I had nothing. I had not I I didn't have any like equipment at home i'm in a condo i don't have space really i mean i guess i could have done whatever i could have put something there but nothing was available there was nothing online and you know at the very beginning of all this we're like "Ah, it's just a couple weeks and this and that and i was like oh well i'm not going to be super aggressive with hunting this down and then it just became worse and worse and worse and i was like oh shit like i need to do something i'm i hate running and that's what i was doing like this body does not run it fucking just beats it up when i do and uh I went on Facebook Marketplace, as you just said. I saw a rogue kettlebell, a 44-pound rogue kettlebell, like an hour and a half away. And I'm like, I am charging it. I'm going. I'm like, dude, I'm coming. This guy was in the boonies of Ohio. If if I died, no one would know if I if he killed me. No one would know. One of those. But places. I get there. Yeah, I get there, and the guy has like so much gym equipment. Like a CrossFit gym was just collapsed or, or not collapsed but like just went under and so he got all of this equipment and was just slinging it on facebook marketplace he was trying to sell it for like 110 bucks i'm like dude i drove an hour and a half like these are 64 bucks brand new let's do like 75 and he was like realized i really wanted this i drove an hour and a half and he he gave right. it to me for 75 still made money off of it clearly but uh i was banging out kettlebells like crazy dude i was and i'm still in love with it but i'm on the peloton train dude it's a good train to be on i i want to especially when you're on the train well it's a good it it is a good thing it's kind of fun like there's a competitive side to it if you choose to go that route and that's something that really kind of drives me as far as like getting the most out of me you know i'm able to push myself like easily by myself without any competition but it's just that that little edge, that itch that kind of gets you to work a little bit harder, right? Hundo P. So I haven't used yeah. a Peloton yet, but uh, Champ's using one. I know mm-hmm. a lot of people who've been using them, but have never really tried one or even heard more about it. How are you competing mm-hmm. against other people? Yeah. So, well, first off, before we get into that, you know, yeah. it's if you choose to do like the instructor, cause they have options where you can do like a scenic route. Like you go through the hills or the mountains of Switzerland and just kind of ride and 
do whatever you want. Or you can do the instructors, which are obviously like the most popular thing to do. And it's seriously about like finding an instructor that really gets you going. And I found this guy and sure enough, like he's the biggest like instructor in Peloton. I'm pretty sure his name's Alex Toussaint. I don't, I mean, he just does it for me, dude. I, I watched one class and he's got all this hype music, like just gets you fired up and he's just super aggressive and pushes you. And he has these sayings that just kill me. And I, uh, I love, I love it. I lo- love it. What's like one of his sayings? Um, uh, you know, he says <laughs> whenever he gives like shout outs, like he looks at, uh, you know, the screen, he says like, Oh, f- PD Ham from you know Texas. I see you, King. I see you, King. Let's go three hundred rides. Let's go. And he's just doing those kind of things. And and then he'll, uh, you know, he's Damn, like, so he's it's live. Like, well, he's on you there. could do that. Like he's live, but then obviously after he goes live, it's on demand, so you can kind of view it or go back to it if you really like that one class. So yeah. I do it mostly all on demand um, live classes that he does. You know, it's, it's all over the map. He'll do mornings, he'll do evenings, he'll do weekends. So it's just, if it works out, it works out. But you always kind of like want to do the lives because you could possibly get called out, which is pretty tight. You know? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, but how you, you just to, to answer your one question, how you compete, um, yeah. there's a leaderboard and shows all the people that are live and it can, um, you, you have a cadence, you have the cadence and then you have the resistance you know, the higher resistance with the higher cadence, the more output you're going to get. And the more output you get, the more point it's like a, you know, it's like yeah. to- your outputs accumulate and it accumulates faster, the more outputs you get. So pretty much the harder you work, the more points you're getting, the higher the leaderboard you're getting. Love that. That's yeah, great. So I do too. Is yours a bike one or a row? So, um, so that's the, t- so yeah, there's, there's like a couple other options now. There's like, there's like two bike ones and there's like a treadmill, but the app is pretty sick too, because like, once you have the bike and then you have the app, you can navigate through that thing. There's like strength classes, band classes, core, you know, running, like there's so many, there's seriously something for everyone out there. Yoga, yeah. you like yoga, they have a yoga class, like meditation. It's crazy, dude. It's a great platform. And I see why it's got as big as it has, because it's it's massive. It's pretty it's sick. Yeah. So damn, I definitely want a Peloton. What about you? What about you? What's going on with you, Famer? You know, you, I, I I know you like to bang some weight. Brother, we've been uh banging weight hard the last three weeks was kind Mm -hmm. of in a maintenance not working as hard as i should have been working physically Mm -hmm. phase for a few months but um snapped out of that like a missile one weekend Mm -hmm. bug just kind of bit me and was like all right we got to go back to lifting iron i was i was doing jogs and i was you know, doing walk, walk-in, band work, but not like going, having a work full training session. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Um, yeah, yeah, I do. So been, been back on my routine of going like every day and, uh, brother feels good. Feels good. I'm trying not to, 
my thing is I don't really want to get too much bigger. I want to get uh, yeah. I want to get more lean it up. Yeah, I want to get more leaner and meaner and yeah, quicker on my toes and it's healthier. Yeah. It is healthier because it's you're carrying that you're carrying the unit around, right? So make yep. it easy on yourself, your joints. It's just it's a lot easier to go throughout your life with a lighter load, right? On dope you. Yeah. Yeah. That's the simple science behind it. I mean uh, well dude, everything's better, dude. You know, you, yeah. you get the blood flowing, the endorphins, like you, you like. I, I, to be honest with you, like I said, I hopped on the Peloton for like 15 minutes because I had some jet legs and I was getting a little tired and I just needed to kind of just get a, get it rolling a little bit. Yeah. And here is a perfect example, seeing how we talked about Chris Ham in the beginning of this podcast, we just got I'm back sure from did. Puerto Rico and this guy, he's just, you know, his, I'm sleepy in the bed. I'm like, oh. and he's just, and he's just, he, he's just saying like, I feel like I'm like pretty much I'm dragging ass. I'm like, well, fucking hop on the peloton and you'll snap out of it just do like you don't yeah. have to kill yourself just do just move the legs just move, move the, the legs the legs yep smooth the a, legs it's a game changer my yeah. um my go-to lately which i've been preaching it to jamie too hoping he uses it is mm-hmm. i'm just doing basically like a blast off in my head I've been doing it when I'm waking up and I've been doing it when I'm mm-hmm. just maybe sitting down for too long or, you know, fucking around. Being yeah, like, I get it. And mm-hmm. I just go in my head, five, four, three, two, one, go. Movement. Mm-hmm. Just get up and start doing. And, 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 sorry, that's Betty with her fucking. Oh, no worries, Betty. Oh, we'll take that off. But, uh, you know, Culver swag, always. Oh, love to see it. Yeah, love to see it, Betty. We're taking this off for a bit. Um, yeah, man, it's 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 so essential. I I think yeah, life, everything is better when you have some movement, some blood flow, and just taking care of your body. It's um, you yep. only have one of them, so why not? Yep. And plus, you could still have fun. Like I still have fun doing shit. Like. Absolutely. I'd like to have a couple pops and all that kind of jazz, but everything balance it out, balance yep. it out, balance it out. The whole body and humanity is based off of homeostasis, and that's all about Boom. keeping it right down the middle, smooth sailing. When mm-hmm. things have gotten out of whack in the world, you know, mm-hmm. that, that shit happens sometimes. But when, yeah. when when you got your balances, doing good, feeling good, crushing it. Oh, that is the one thing, Alex Toussaint. Look good, f- feel good, do better. Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> I need to follow yeah. this guy. He's he, he's he's dope. I I, I dig him. He's always like oh, yeah, vibe check. He's like. He's checking everyone's vibe. He's like, smile, you woke up today. You know, fix your face. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's good, dude. He he hits me in the right spot, makes me laugh, make, gets me jacked up, and I just fucking keep pedaling those giving her. wheels or whatever they're called. Can they see Pedals. your face by chance? Uh, well, there's a camera on there, and you can, like, FaceTime with, like, a friend that you follow and, like, 
look at each other sweating your bag off, which it, it's kind of whack. It's not, it's, but there's a can there and it could be used, but I never do. Yeah. Maybe you should tr- use it one time with Cham. See if you, see if he gets her going. Just keep him accountable. I think we're doing good, Sean. We've been doing, uh, I've been having him set three goals with me minimum at the beginning of every week. We have a brother meeting, brother. 9, 9.30 a.m. on Monday, even if it's for five minutes. Sure. We're just calling in, saying what our three measurable goals are for the week. And then mm-hmm. we'll begin the meeting by recapping the previous week, and then we do three for that current week. Mm-hmm. It's solid. it's solid. I think you called when uh, I was with him in Puerto Rico. I think that was on a Monday. So it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. He's been. Makes sense. He's been. Uh, what, what, if, if you don't mind uh, me at me asking and or sharing uh, with yeah. the viewers, what are your goals this week? Brother, let me fire them away. I got goal number one. Complete five training sessions, which to me is 60 minutes of activity, primarily with weights. Yeah. Complete three 30-minute cardio sessions. Mm-hmm. Complete five sleeps starting before 11 p.m. So going to bed earlier, mm-hmm. basically. Mm-hmm. Important. Complete... This is greasy, but it's a goal to keep me accountable. Mm-hmm. Five no Sonic days. I love going to okay. Sonic. Okay. So I usually weasel by there. And what's your What's your jam? Honestly, I always get I you have a go to Super Sonic burrito. It's a breakfast burrito. Tell me. Oh, it's a breakfast burrito. So it's probably got some nice tots in there with some cheese, some eggs. This one, actually, it's got the eggs. It's got pico de gallo. It's got bacon, sausage, tots. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's not the worst thing you could get, but it ain't the best. Sure. It's, you know, it it could be a little heavy to start the day. Yeah. It's got eggs. It's got eggs. I mean, if it's got eggs, it's a plus. It's like, you know, you put avocado toast on anything. It's healthy, right? Yeah. Or avocado on everything. It's healthy. It's whatever. Yeah. Oh, good old avocado. Well, that's then, good. That's good. So, uh, wait. Yeah, that's what we today, got. Wait, what's the – today's Monday. So, it's this is the goal this week. All right. Here we go. Yeah, here we My go. My days are all I know how that goes, brother. Yeah, but yeah. We, we started strong. We're starting strong. We're finishing strong. The main thing that's probably going to be tougher for me, I'd say, is going to bed before 11 p.m. Um, is it? 12. Like I, There's not that many times where I go to bed after 12 now, nowadays, but 11 mm-hmm. – so work. how do you think do so i i because a lot of i mean sometimes people's best work right are at night uh, and i don't know if that's the yes. case for you but how are you going to 
what are you going to rearrange to make sure you, you know, keep that goal accountable in your life, your daily routine? How are you going to juggle it? You're going to prioritize this and that. How are you going to do it? You think? Yep. Yep. So I'm, uh, I'm usually working like later into the evening. Cause that is my best times to work or things just flow better for me. Like anytime past 6 PM, I feel like some of my sharpest moments are then. Sure. But, um, what I'm doing, I'd say one of the main shifts I'm making is just starting my day earlier. Starting back at five, ideally. Mm. And, um, you know, the thing I like about getting up that early is the workout is great because there's barely anyone there. And mm-hmm. you just have that time to just, there's not that much noise. No one's really bothering you. Everyone's usually asleep. Mm-hmm. So you got like full control. Yeah. And um always feel a lot better when I start my day early at that time working out just the best. hitting the ground running and i know if once i get into a solid routine of doing that the cortisol levels will start shifting in the right direction and then i'll i'll be just exhausted when it's about time mm-hmm. uh, to hit the racks you know yeah so waking up I, a little early yeah. that's a uh... I mean, that will definitely obviously help you go to bed earlier too, right? Waking up early because you're like, holy fuck, I've been up for this long. I've done so much today. I'm exhausted. I got to shut it down. Right. Yeah. I My problem used to be like, I'd always get up at the same time, but I wouldn't have like a set time I'd go to bed. I'd always have a mm. wake up call, but I'd never have like a bedtime. Sure. You have a bed uh, with with daughters. We've learned you mm-hmm. know, a bedtime. Oh, gotta, yeah, you need it. Well, you know, as a parent, right? That's new responsibility, and I want to be able to give my best to my daughter. And usually, you're not going to get the best out of me if I'm rocking two hours of sleep or three hours of sleep. I need a good night rest, and you know, yeah, go balls to the wall. All gas, no breaks. Yeah, is is Poppy? Poppy cranky if she doesn't get a nap during the day. So I'm, I'm sure she's at that. Uh, she's pretty. She's pretty good now. I. I mean, dude, it's so funny. I mean, speaking of like kids, and at first it was such a. Let's let's put it this way. A lot of people have it worse. Um, yeah. Whether it's like a medical condition or you, you know just dealt like the wrong hand and it's just unfortunate so like i tried to like limit any sort of complaining i do because i really have no reason to you know sure i'll have like i'm pissed off that she's being a brat but it's like dude oh would you rather have that or have something where like you are you know literally haven't had a a, a minute of sleep in five years or something because you're dealing with any issues that they might be having and you're there to help them it's um 
so super blessed in that regard that Poppy has been in knock on wood as well, incredibly like healthy with everything and sleeping like an absolute champ, dude. Like this was what I'm about to say is one thing that I like learned to like be a little bit hesitant with. Cause you know, I don't yeah. do it to brag. I'm just doing it to answer questions. Like she was like sleeping 12 hours throughout the night. I mean, that's amazing. Incredibly fast. I can't, I can't like it. <sighs> I want to say six weeks. Wow. And you know what? Whatever it was, I can't, it was super early. And like a lot of people are like, I still wake up at two and she's like three years old. I'm like, Oh my God. Like shut up, Steven. (laughs) So, um, Yeah, we're uh, but back to cranky. Now nah, she doesn't really get cranky. We just do one nap a day now. It's usually around like one or two. We'll put her down for a little snooze, and, and and thankfully she has my side as far as when you lay down, you're you're out. And then she has Phoebe's where she loves to sleep, so she yep. can stay in bed first. So that's where she got the little benefit of both of us right there as far as sleeping, go to sleep fast and sleeping heavy. And sleeping that, long. That's a good. That's a good combo, especially if that good is, combo. Yeah. Uh, that uh, mentality of like, hey, it could be worse, or yeah, I'm I'm blessed because I know, you know, there's people who maybe aren't as blessed. I'd say that's right, one of my for sure. staple philosophy, Shaw. Yeah, it, it, it kind of can piss people off at times. I mean, I'm a fellow person who's like hey it could be worse and some people are like ah, well it's not our reality or whatnot or this or that but i'm just like hey you gotta think about it that way because it really puts everything into perspective and it just can make you so thankful for mm-hmm. so many things yeah there, there's so many things in my life that i've like been able to kind of recap and be like wow, I'm so thankful for what I have now, or I'm so appreciative of like having that experience because what I have now, maybe I wouldn't appreciate it as much if I didn't go through that shitty time. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So that's, uh, that's definitely, I think something that I want to carry out throughout my whole life, because I think once, if that were to ever leave me, then I'd be, then I'd, I feel like I'd be a loser. Like how can you not be appreciative, right. Over some or grateful or blessed. Like those are some important characteristics that can never leave you. I don't think, or shouldn't ever leave you. They can, but they shouldn't. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. So that's, uh, that's good vibes. No doubt. So speaking of experiences, you were a puck slinging savage. I know you still can swing it pretty savagely, but mm. what are some of the experiences you had during your hockey days, which mm-hmm. I know there's a lot. So yeah. What are, yes. What are some takeaways? Let's see. Where do we begin? The playing days. Um, you know, <sighs> The playing days, you know, hockey, hockey's to this point essentially has been my whole life. 
you know, and I still am involved with hockey. I actually coach the high school team in town. Um, Duxbury high school chat. Yeah. So I got involved with the Duxbury high school, uh, JV team. I would help out like a little with the varsity in practice, but I never was on the bench, but I was on the bench for the JV and talk about a whack time to get involved with high school sports during the pandemic, dude. It was, I feel so bad for the kids, dude. Like the social life was all of what high school is. Right. And it's completely gone. Like that, it, it, all the guys were completely, it was just, I felt so bad for everyone, but what I was able to do, um, and just kind of finally start giving back and like seeing that side of the game now. Right. Cause I've been a player, I've been a referee, now a coach, like I'm seeing like so many different avenues of hockey and like the coaching one is like kind of having everything come together as one. Right. Because yeah. I see the. I see it as like a player, but then I see it as a ref and I'm understanding like why a ref might have missed that call. You know, sometimes there's dumb refs and they're just like, what are you watching kind of thing? But nonetheless, like I still have, you know, maybe sympathy is the word, but I can at least communicate with them on like an official level because I understand where they're coming from. Um, But uh, so I'm involved with like hockey right now and Duxbury youth. And I skate like every Wednesday night here in town. I knew that was just the best way for me to network in the area because, you know, moving to a new city or town for that matter. um, uh, It was just the way to do it. And it's been the best thing like metal. I've met and continue to meet a ton of, ton of people in the area because of hockey. So, but we're going to get back to what you asked. So hockey been my whole life took me to Culver, took me to all these crazy cities across the country. Um, And I think one that really stands out to me is my first year of junior hockey. You know, it's everything starting to become a business and I'm seeing that side of it where it's like, Hey, coach, GM owner, they want to win. They don't care. It's not like it's nothing personal and there's no emotions to it. I want to win. And I feel like the best play is to get rid of you and bring someone else in. So I'm seeing that side of the game, but fighting becomes a thing. Fighting is part of the game of hockey and it always will be. And I hope it always will be because it's, there's just, just a way to kind of keep everyone in check and accountable and reckless players. You got to let them know. It's like, Hey, you can't do that, but there's also an emotional side to it, but that's a whole nother conversation. But so getting involved with hockey and I remember my very first training camp and, and I have my buddy come in there who was on the team previous or the, the previous year and I'm tying my skates, my very first junior hockey game where fighting is allowed and I'm tying my skates or it's just like a training camp. And he's like, Oh, I got you a fight. And I'm like, Oh fuck. Okay. All right. And he's like, he's wearing like blue pants and, He'll like, you got to, you have to start the game and he's going to start and you guys will like lock eyes and you're going to fight. And I'm like, okay, like, sure. Like, I I guess this is what you do now. So like that, this side of the game, you know, I've always like kind of a teammate who was telling it, he got you a fight this. So like, so this is training camp, right? So there's people that were on the team the last year. Then there's, you know, people that were drafted by this team like myself there are people that were like free agents let's just say um and trying to make the team and so but my buddy who was on the team last year came to me saying 
pretty much just like pumping my tires, telling the coaches, hey, I, my buddy from California is a big guy, strong. Yeah. I'm sure he could probably fight. And so I go on the ice and we lock guys and we drop the gloves, like opening puck drop. And, you know, I, I'm not, I don't, I never box. I don't, I didn't like really know how, I mean, we, I did locker boxing. That was a thing as a kid where you put on your hockey helmet and gloves and just swing at each other as hard as you can and oh, yeah. see, see who wins. Um, but yeah, no fighting experience. So, so all I just really knew was, Hey, just go crazy for like 30 seconds and hopefully the hope for the best. Right. I mean, that's essentially all I had. I didn't know technique or strategy. So yeah. there was zero defense and I popped the guy really, really well in which I don't know if that kind of like paved the way. Cause I, then I ended up like fighting like a couple more times at training camp. So, and I kept doing, kept doing well. So I kind of had this image as far as like, this is, this is, this is our like tough guy. And yeah. I didn't like it. I didn't like it because I wanted to play hockey, dude. Like, I was right. like but this isn't like. You know, I, I could have that as like something I can do, but that's not what I want to be known for. Right. Right. I don't yeah. want to be known as the guy that just is the fighter. And that's all that people see is see me as. So, but I'll remember. Absolutely. Uh, at the all-star game of the training camp. Uh, I, oh, so after we found out you made the all-star game, you like met with the coaches and the coach comes to me and says, don't back down from anybody. I'm like, fuck i know what he's talking about he's talking about tony turgeon this six four 230 pound monster i'm like great Jesus well huh? i'm excited and i th- and there's two minutes left in the third period of the all-star game or something ridiculous i'm like oh made it through oh, thank god and he uh, challenges me and what did coach say don't back down from anybody so i had to go against this guy thankfully it kind of ended up like standing up draw and i made it out alive but uh I made the team and it was just kind of like such a roller coaster of a ride, dude. And yeah. as far as like the, the coach was super, super intense and he knew I can take it and, and I was fine with it, but I just, I, it was really tough for me to kind of re, you know, develop this identity as a hockey player, as opposed to just a tough guy uh, with this coach. And yeah. I think they were expecting me to do a lot more fighting, but I kind of opted not to. So that really just made me have a difficult time finding a role and getting in the lineup. And he was always riding me practice. I had the puck. I mishandled it. He blows the whistle, brings me to center ice. And he says, let me see your stick. So I hand him my stick. And he's like, if I see you stick handle one more fucking time, I'm going to break your stick into 3000 fucking pieces. You got it. I'm like, yes, sir. And, uh, didn't stick handle the whole rest of practice. You just have to like, keep it on your forehand, which is like, you have to focus on doing is, yeah, it was, it was a mess, but, uh, my junior experience was kind of a roller coaster ride, but I was able to kind of, you know, get out of it, play some college hockey, have a little minor pro and, had some fun with it. And that was one advice that I was really glad my mom, I was like, kind of like after college, I wish I do. She's like, well, you know, if you could play some pro hockey, do that for a little bit, you know, you can't play hockey forever. You could certainly work forever. So I'm like, all right. So, So you know, bounced around the minors, made some peanuts, had some fun and, um, you know, had a girl and had to get a real job. So. Yeah. When uh, kids come in the picture, changes things a little bit 
Yeah. Yeah. For the better though. Right. You know, for it's, the, it's for really the, cool for to the see. Better, for sure. It's kind of cool to see, like, you know, we're not changing who we are, but we're just like kind of finding more about ourselves and what we're capable of. And I think Absolutely. that's the cool thing about new challenges, right? It's like we're finding out, like, you know, at the end of the day, it's, you know, for example, there people are working on my house and they're contractors. I'm like, these guys are magicians, but it's yeah. not like they woke up and they were able to build a house. Like, no, yeah. that takes time. And you can, and you can do that too, Peter. You can build a house if you want. You just got to, it takes time. Takes time. Yeah. Right. Got to learn. Got to practice. I don't, think I've ever, I don't think I've ever called you Peter before, but you know, they get it. Brother. Oh yeah. They get it. I probably got about 25% of people that call me Peter. 25 that call, say Petey. 50 that say Pete. And there's Hammer. only few that call me Famer. Only the um, BSD squad, primarily. That's really it. Strong squad. Oh, yeah. Very strong squad. <laughs> squad that paved the way. Oh, so, definitely. Shaw, when you made the transition from mm-hmm. fighter to recreating your own identity... How long did it take you to, um, like, blossom into the new identity and it be known to the rest of the league sure. players? Well, yeah, yeah. So, like I said, I my first year juniors was Waterloo, Iowa. Just wasn't playing at all. And a quick story on that, on like I, how I got toyed around, it felt like a little bit um was so I wasn't playing at all I was on an incredibly talented team and I got so much better as a player like I actually felt it and saw it like I progressed because I was just surrounded by highly skilled players so that was an awesome experience but I never got to play so I was told I was getting ready to play my parents are in San Diego at the time and like I said this is in Waterloo Iowa so they fly out because I'm like mom dad like coach said I'm playing like and we have a three-game weekend like a Friday Saturday Sunday and my coach says I'm playing they're like, awesome. We're going to come out, watch your first junior hockey game. Go in the locker room, not line up. I'm like, well, what the fuck? So I just tell my parents, I'm like, hey, I'm not playing. I don't know what's going on. And my parents aren't the one that go knocking on the coach's door. Like, hey, what's going on? Why isn't Steven playing? You know, I just kind yeah, of, all right, well, back to square one kind of thing. But then he promised me, hey, next night, Saturday night, you're playing. And that was an away game. So it was like two hours away from Waterloo, Iowa. Uh, they're like, all right, great. No problem. We'll hop in the car. We're going to Des Moines. Don't play again. And then he promised me, Hey, tomorrow we're in Chicago. My parents are like saddled up like seven hour drive. We're driving there because it wasn't, it wasn't, it was so quick to be like, Hey, let's hop in a plane kind of thing. It was like, Hey, you know, in like 12 hours, there's an, or whatever, 20 hours, there's another game. So, um, that doesn't matter. But my parents get in the car, didn't play again. Oh, shit. And so my just relationship, my first year with like the coach and just not seeing eye to eye with really kind of like where I wanted my career to go and where he wanted my career to go. And so I ended up finding out that I was like the whole time of me getting toyed around, giving it my all every single practice, uh, fighting to try and make the team that I've been playing on a broken ankle this whole time. 
So I had to leave the season early because I broke my ankle senior year of Culver, but yeah. apparently yep. I remember it didn't, it didn't heal. It didn't heal. So it was still broken for a full year and I was playing on it and I had no idea. And so, but like my foot That's was like so incredibly, nice. like I had, I had fluid build up in my like ankle and I'm like hardly tying my skate because like my ankle was massive. Yeah. And so I, uh, I, I had to go home, whatever years done, I get surgery, come back to the team, make the team again. And it's kind of like same situation. I'm like, fuck, like this isn't working out. So I go to the coach who to many is like the most intimidating coach in you know, junior hockey, let's just say, yeah. and I say, Hey, Pete. And, um, I say, Hey coach. Um, I think I needed a kind of fresh start and I would um, like to be traded. And he just looks at me, he said, you're leaving me. You're, you think you can leave me? And I'm just like, and you know, I'm what a fresh out of high school. So like 18, 19 years old, this growing man. That's like massive, intimidating, like old school hockey player. I'm like, I just think it's best for me to like, kind of get a fresh start. And then I get traded to Lincoln, Nebraska, um, same league and same shit again. Like they just want me to like be a meat wagon. And I didn't get, I, I didn't play. It was, it was just, it wasn't a good situation. And then I actually get dropped down to the league below and thinking like, Oh man, like what the fuck is going on? Like my, like, you know, I get, I'm in the highest league in the country and then, and now what I, I'm not good enough to play in that league. And I get sent down to the lower level, but probably the best thing that ever happened to me, my confidence, like I gained it back. I ended up becoming captain of the team and, um i still fought some but it was like you know like i said like this like i can fight but yeah, in the toolkit that's not who i was it was just in the toolkit you know just trying to be a swiss army knife have a you know be able to do it all so as, as you should yeah and uh but that's really kind of you know but just going through junior juniors was such a wild ride like dealing with the like the business side of it and getting traded and bouncing around and living with different billet families throughout that whole time. And, uh, I ended up like losing my scholarship with Alaska Fairbanks cause I was committed there before going to junior hockey. So I was injured. I dropped down a level. I kind of had no confidence. I lost my scholarship and I was like, Oh fuck. Like, yeah. what am I like, what's going to happen? But going down to the lower league, just kind of revamped my career again. And, and uh was fortunate enough to get a scholarship to play at AIC and and uh have a little fun playing some pro after so it was uh it's it was a wild ride dude it was uh wouldn't change it a lot of memories a lot of stories a lot of you know a yeah. lot of good stuff oh brother i mean i uh you know have followed your hockey career ever since i've known you but uh I remember the ankle. I remember mm. that was like not too long after I met you when it happened. But I remember hearing about mm -hmm. it. It, ref it. You refreshed. Like, cause, like, remember Cham telling me, yeah, Shaw's been playing on his broken ankle forever. Like, <laughs> things about to explode. It's crazy. But um, it was crazy. And the crazier thing, too, was that like, 
after the fact of me leaving that team in Waterloo, like my first junior team, like apparently my friends that were still on the team, the coaches would use me as an example to be like, you know, why aren't you like not as tough? I don't know. Like Hoshaw played on a fucking broken ankle. Like, you know, using me as like, I'm like, well, where the, why didn't you praise me when I played here? (laughs) Absolutely. But uh, I mean, that doesn't matter. I mean, but uh, I thought it was just kind of funny, but yeah, the broken ankle injuries, it's just part of it, dude. Part of, part of playing the game and part of playing the game hard. You just got to be able to deal with it and bounce back and, yeah. you know, injuries, there's a silver lining to it. You know, it, it, there's discipline with recovering and getting back. And then, I mean, just dealing with the mental side of it, because it can be an absolute roller coaster thinking like you're getting back at a certain time. And then when you are back having that confidence to think that it's strength, it's strong enough to withstand. And, and so there's so oh, yeah. much to it for sure. Yeah. Yeah, injuries always are a mental roller coaster. One day I'll feel like, you know, don't be soft, just push through it. And then, mm-hmm. you know, getting back out there, it's like, shit, hope, hope it works still. Mm-hmm. And absolutely, uh, dude, there is that fear a little bit. I torn my PCL and meniscus. And like, I'd say those mm-hmm. were the main things where I was like, damn, I hope I get back to my being myself. Yeah. But, um, lots of food, lots of rehab. Get you right. Yeah, no, no doubt. It's uh that's, that's a, an issue that I was never really good at. I wanted to be able to get back. That's where the blind confidence kind of is part of my life is that, you know, maybe not being as disciplined as I should have when I had an injury and focus on that yeah. because I, you know, I deal with certain things now that, you know, that like are still like somewhat jacked up. Like I, I'm able to do everything in my life, but they probably could have been healed a little bit better if I were to be a little bit somewhat more disciplined and a better patient. Yeah. Yeah. Patient. Right there with you, brother. I'm uh I always give it a go a little too early. It's just about every time, but Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. patience is a key virtue. Sean, who was, who was one of your greatest hockey coaches? I know you've probably played for many across the spectrum. Who's one that really taught you a lot. Um, Or fired you up. Or t- it's so it's it's probably my coach that I had right before I went to Culver um, in San Diego. Well, I I played for a team up in Long Beach, but you know while I was living in San Diego, yes. But uh, it it was like my first um, time being a captain. And kind of understanding that role and like what, you know, what that means. I mean, it, one important thing that I always took from my dad was that he never said like, just because if you do or you don't have the senior jersey, doesn't mean you can't be a leader. Right. But there's a little bit more of a sum of responsibility uh, to certain guys that may not have that leadership trait. um, And they look up to you and they looked up to you and, 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 
if you want, if you're okay with that responsibility, I think it's, you know, it, it's to have that trust in a person to be able to carry and represent the team is like a huge honor. And I've always been so fortunate anytime I've ever, ever been a captain to be able to kind of carry, you know, you know, what the team, you know, the team's image is right. The, the captain right. usually is like what the image of the Face team of the is. Team. And, and so getting that responsibility early on and he was very disciplined and, you know, keeping guys accountable at such a young age. And hence why I think the team was so successful. And a lot of the guys that left that team um, have kind of went on to have some good careers and, and careers out, outside of hockey as well. So I, I, to get that first taste of like what being a leader was prior to going to Culver was probably, that's a coach that I definitely look up to. Shout out Mike Lewis. I don't know if you coach Mike, coach Mike. Yeah. Lieutenant, we called him Lieutenant Louie. Lieutenant Louie. So wait, is this the same team that's got the dope documentary? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's great. That's it. What's the title of it again? I, I don't know. No, it's called in the crease in the crease. Yeah. Yep. Only only now. on DVD, so who knows if no one has DVD players anymore, so you probably can't find it anywhere. Damn. That's so true. DVDs, not <laughs> even a thing. Yeah, what's that? What? <laughs> Yo, what's, what's a DVD? <laughs> Was a thing many, many years ago, kids. Uh, I'd, <laughs> I'd be doing myself a disservice if I didn't get to touch on this. Okay. So, I got to say, Steven has always <clears throat> hyped me up and built me up in regards to fatherhood. He was one of the mm. one of the first fellow fathers to just always instill great confidence in me to be a great dad and, you know, take wonderful pride in it and do what you have to do to be the best father you can be. And it'll come more to you each and every day. And uh, I still got the message saved that you sent me from like almost three years ago. Damn. Yeah, brother. <laughs> it's a great message. But what I wanted to ask y'all is what has fatherhood done for you as a man? Absolutely. Um you know, first and foremost, having a kid is just ultimate patience. Um, I think, you know, there, there were, there are times that I'm just, he could have had a tough day at work. And then, you know, all of a sudden you're coming home to not what you're wanting, but you bite your fucking tongue because if you don't show up from work and walk back in and give your daughter a big old smile and seem like you're excited, you know, you leave, you leave that shit at the door, right? You had a bad day. You leave that shit at the door. You come home and you embrace that child and you fuck, give them your all. Right. I mean, that's, I think Absolutely. that's such an important thing. And I think that's something that carried, like carries over through like life experiences, but something that I try to keep myself in check of every single time. Like there's no need for me. I have my daughter poppy running to the door saying daddy and running and smiling 
And what, I'm not going to be stoked for that? No, no. I don't care how bad my day was. I'm smiling ear to ear and just embracing every single aspect. But patience, definitely. Um, You know, just always finding time. Uh, Always finding time. You know, there is time. And I think there, there, there is such a responsibility because it's so funny. You think about, you know, our times as we've continued to grow. And once that moment happens, as far as, you know, you're going to school, you know, you're away from your parents at a young age, like they're, you know, you're going to school, they're going to work. And you, the people you learn from are those that you surround yourself with, or those mentors that you have, those teachers that you have. And I think, the beginning stages of, you know, parenthood are so impactful for those kids as far as kind of having that foundation set as far as like when they go into these, you know, life experiences, like Poppy's going into preschool next year, right? So she's going to be, you know, interacting with other kids and learning different things of what are those kids learned at their house. And, and then just kind of, you know, our responsibility to do as best we can to ensure that these people are just good humans at the end of the day. Right. I mean, cause there's not to bring up like all craziness that's going on, but you know, racism, let's just use that for example, you know, yeah, sure. Maybe I'm, there's other things to do, but one thing I could promise is that I'm going to raise my daughter and let her know it doesn't matter whatever the case is, skin color, race, religion, sexual preference, you're not better than them. Absolutely. You're not better. And I think, I mean, just, and when you are, you know, nothing better than a taste of humble pie, like getting hit in the face with whatever, but, you know, patience, um, responsibility, love, always sharing love because love is just the ultimate healer. And like just the fixer of everything. Everything. Um, Love is the answer. Love is the answer, dude. And so that's just something. Those are a couple of things that I try to kind of continuously emphasize and work on and making sure that I'm doing that every single day when she gets up. Your Madden rating is constantly increasing in those categories. What did you say? I said your Madden rating is constantly increasing in all those categories. (laughs) patience beautiful yeah empathy or but, uh, love mm-hmm. i'm trying and, to get you know it's, it's really <laughs> Dude, we could be like michael vick you know michael, michael vick, vick was 99 speed yeah cheat cheat mode oh yeah that was um those are the glory days of madden yeah but uh i think you know a lot of which of like those things that I just mentioned, um, I'd be an idiot for not to like speak on Phoebe as far as like being such a impactful, like mother. And like, she does a, 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 an amazing job, especially since we don't have like, you know, family nearby, like, yeah, it's, and, and, and she was very true. And she is a, the most transparent person I know. Like I will always know if she's happy, mad or sad. There's never like a guessing, like I will always know. And that's something that, where sometimes I'm like pissed off, but I'm so thankful at the end of the day. I'm like, I'm so thankful that she is honest and doesn't like keep me wondering, like, 
is she mad at me? Is she happy? Like, I'll always know. Um, That's but huge. she was so trans. It is huge. Um, she was so transparent with me that she said, excuse me, that I'll let you know when we have a kid, I think when we got married or before we got married or no, this is after we got married. I want to be around for our daughter, meaning that I'm not going to work. I'm going to raise her. I'm going to be around for her the, like every single day. And, you know, obviously never having a kid before I hear that. I'm like, right. well, what the, f-? like, what the fuck? You're not going to work. Yeah. You're not going to work. Like that's ridiculous. But now I see it. I'm like, you are working. You know, yeah. you are putting, you're setting all of, you know, whatever you wanted to do aside because you feel, and I'm so thankful that it is your job and your role as a mother to like, give her your everything. And she does every right. single day. Like she, does. and so having her in my court and on my team throughout like this parenthood journey has been, uh, awesome. Seriously. So absolutely brother. Couldn't, I couldn't do those three things without her. Yeah. Hundo P agree. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things I loved you said, which you mentioned that you've applied it to other areas of your life is just checking shit at the door. And mm-hmm. like, Hattie has definitely taught me that character trait as well. And um, it absolutely has an overflow into other areas of your life. Cause like anytime you have a conversation with someone, sure. You could start off by saying I'm tired or, Oh, you know, mm-hmm. traffic was shitty, you know, the day's been shitty, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. But mm-hmm. like, you know, checking it at the door every time and knowing that, you know, there's, there's no problem. There's just no, no problem. Happiness and um, good things that can occur from conversations, being together, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And uh, checking out the door allows you to maximize that. Absolutely. And, and, and another thing that what my mother-in-law said, I can't remember the exact like verbatim of what she said, but this was the gist of it was that like never take a moment to, to not do something because you don't want to do it. Cause it's not going to last forever. And the example essentially was like, you can play this game as far as it's your turn to do the diaper. No, it's your turn to do the diaper. It's like, who gives a fuck? Just, you know, it's, it seems gross and ridiculous, but you are nurturing this child and you're making sure that they're not have a big thing of shit in their pants and you're helping them out and they rely on you. And so don't play like this back and forth game with whose responsibility is embrace it. Be the one. I'll, no, no, no. I want to change the diaper. I want to see the shit. I want to wipe it. I want to do it. Yeah. You know, like find some enjoyment out of it because it is so true, dude. Like before, like, you know what I mean? Like before, you know, it all of a sudden, like, oh, she's so close to talking. Then all of a sudden, like I'm having full sentences with her. It's just like, it's like that. It's go, it goes by so damn fast. So quick. It's crazy. It is crazy. Like being an adult, Watching a child grow, it's like 
fully get what my parents were saying when they were like, you know, it happened so fast. And how to feel that it's like, oh, shit, it does happen fast. Mm -hmm. It does, man. Yeah, it's uh, because, I mean, they're gonna they're they're gonna be so much less you know they'll be involved in your life but as far as like having this moment where it's like where i i'm you know somewhat jealous of phoebe and i say that maybe i I would take it back but she's with her so much she sees like everything and you know i'm still I'm, i'm i'm obviously around but like you know i clearly work as well so there are certain times where I'm not going to be around for certain things, but um, just embracing everything that, you know, Poppy has and uh, always it, it just, just keep in good attitude, dude, because, you know, it's, I think it's important to know that emotions are real, but just like in hockey and every other sport, rugby, there's controlled aggression, right? Yes, you got to be able to because if you don't have controlled aggression, you're going to cost your team. You're going to get a penalty. You're going to whatever, right? So, um, you know, there's there's no need for me to like ever raise my voice. I don't feel honestly. I think any uh, the message could be come across, yeah, in such a different manner that those types of emotions. Let's just say it again. Can be checked at the door. Yep. Couldn't agree more, brother. I uh, yeah, I love that. Quite frankly, it's, it's a good it's a good yeah. reminder, and uh, it's something that allows people to compartmentalize certain areas of their life and just hundo pee in each category across mm-hmm. the board. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you can learn a lot from kids. Damn right. <laughs> Shaw, so your spirit animal was reported as a red panda. How did that come to fruition? Well, the red panda story. I don't really have a story. We, when we lived in Columbus, we went to the Columbus Zoo all the time, and we we, we stumbled upon the red panda. And at first, I'm like, "Where the red panda? I didn't know that was a that was a thing." I don't. It's a real. It's a real animal. It it's a real animal, and they're sick but they don't really do too much. But I just thought it was sick that I've never, I mean, there's so many species and animals out there. I don't know every single one, but you know, yeah. a zoo animal, you're kind of somewhat familiar with most of zoo animals, you uh, but never was familiar with them. Yeah. But uh, I just thought they looked pretty rad and I was just the animal. I thought, you know, I remember, I know Tim Kennedy, he says like, he's the, uh, like a hip, yeah, they are beautiful, right? They do. They chill like all day in a tree. It's crazy. They look like a. It's like a fox, a raccoon, a fox, fox, fox yeah, and a panda. Panda too. Yeah, this got, crazy animal. So I just thought it was that was rad. It's got bear in it. You tell me, brother. What are you saying? Let's see. Red panda facts. Yeah, that sounds where we need to be. It says the red panda is slightly larger than a domestic cat with a bear-like body and thick russet fur. Russet? Wow, that's a five-dollar word. Mm. The belly and limbs are black, and there are white markings on the side of the head and above its small eyes. 
Red pandas are very skillful and acrobatic animals, predominantly mm. stay in the trees. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's see if they say anything about the bear. Yeah, because they're so, they're so like chill throughout the day, but I bet you they can whoop some ass, right? Yeah, they look pretty dense. Okay, here we go. This is yeah. what we need. Is red panda a bear? Question mark. Title of the article. Hmm. Okay. Is red panda a real panda? That depends on your definition of a real panda. The name panda is believed to come from Nepal after the word ponya, meaning bamboo eater or bamboo footed. Despite sharing a common name, giant pandas and red pandas are not closely re- related in the animal kingdom. Mm. Damn. Red pandas are the only living members of the taxonomic family Alaride. Well, giant pandas I think they're about to be pair. endangered. I wouldn't doubt it. They're a special yeah, looking they're... creature. Isn't that kind of a trip to think that like something can be endangered? Really wrap your head around that, that all of a sudden just humans are stopping developed, if you want to use that word. Yeah. Blows my mind. Boom. No more humans. Boom. No more red pandas. Now what? You know, before humans were here, I think the only path to extinction was meteor or you know mm. crazy catastrophe mm-hmm. ice age yeah the ice age got a lot of things mm. need to see that they got all the mammoths god what animal you know what that's my animal a mammoth it's a damn good one <laughs> they're, they're absolute beasts there's a great museum in Waco dedicated to the great mammoths that wandered through Waco, which shockingly was a ton. They've got all types of bones, wow, full bodies of old school mammoths that wow. used to roam Texas. So, so Waco, home of Magnolia, Magnolia and mammoths. Magnolia Mammoth. And Baylor. Sorry, Baylor Bears. Go Bears. And the, and the national champion Bears. Not a big deal. Even though we we just lost Ken Multi, I'm pretty disappointed about. You Ken Multi, what? Our lady Yeah, she was the head coach of the Lady Bears. Oh. Wait, you lost her like she passed away? No, brother. Well, she went to LSU. She left our school. Oh. Goodness, can't be going to LSU. Apparently, that's where she's from. So she's going home, but she won three champs with us. Sad to see. Yeah. So wait. So it it what? You've probably seen her. So it was just family. It was just family that kind of was the driving factor. You think? Honestly, it's been like a developing thing. No one's really sure. I mean, how do you dip out after three natty champs? That's what I'm saying. This is her. Oh, oh, here we go. We're sharing screen. Have you seen she her? She was. Yes. Wait, is she a basketball coach? Yeah. 
Oh, that's right. The oh gosh, I knew. Wait, okay. So I thought we were talking about rugby. That's why I'm all over the map here. Oh, um, yeah, really. She's women's basketball coach. But didn't the men, the men just win? Men's just won. But women's has crushed it forever for yeah as long as I can remember. What's uh? Where do they got in the water bottles in Waco? I'm not quite sure, but yeah. it's working Whatever nowadays. It's working. Yeah, I'll take some. I I was drinking it when I was there. It was working pretty good. Yeah, you we were in uh, you know what mode? Meat, meat unit wagon savage a little bit of everything mode. All those, definitely. Yeah, yeah. And good, mammoth mode. Oh, absolutely. Just walking where the <laughs> mammoths walk was an empowering thing. I think that wasn't there like a, a burial ground uh, under the rugby house? Of mammoth? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Quite the magical thing. I thought. I knew it was like, I think there was like a, a historical like you know, like a, uh, like a landmark sign outside your door was, am I, is that right? Was that, was that like, this is where the first mammoth. Yeah. 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 Okay. Good. Good. Yeah. yeah. Should still be there. Should still be there. If you want to go see it, they might've moved, yeah. might've uh, updated the site, but sure. You know, living on mammoth soil is a manly life to live. Mm. Lots of good energy. Lot, lots of fantastic mammoth energy. Well, Shaw, speaking about mammoths, I think it's about that mm-hmm. time that we hop on in to the legendary <clears throat> Ham Planet podcast, Would You Rathers. Okay, let's hit it. They're always a hell of a time. A few T's and C's. Anything outside of the question? up for interpretation and um i'll answer them with you okay so i'm i'm on the spaceship as well so we're pulling one out of the rabbit hat and we got question number one shaw would you rather be born with an elephant trunk or a giraffe neck damn that's rough Mm, uh, giraffe neck. Going you know, you probably get on all the rides because you're taller. You know, you want to be taller. You always want to be taller. You can't teach size, but you can teach skill. So yep. you always want to be tall. Even though the neck would be tough. You'd have to. Yeah. Is it legal to block things in basketball? With the... Yeah, I guess it is. Absolutely. With the head? Yeah, that's a. But I I know there's so much benefit to, you know, having that trunk. You can do a lot of lot of good things with the trunk. I, you know, I've seen, you know, those elephant trunk videos and what they can do with it is pretty impressive. What's one thing advantageous we could do, Shaw? Just curious, with the trunk. Yeah, flip a car. You could flip a car. I'm sure you get it 
get that thing swollen, right? Something. There's got to be some, you know, I'm sure Rogue has like some workout device that can strengthen a trunk. Yeah. Rogue's got and it. If they off. don't, they need to get one. Yeah. Great, great company. Okay. Columbus, Ohio. Shout out Columbus. Shout out Columbus. Question number two on the list. Okay. Coming up, coming out of the rabbit hat is a nice short and sweet one. Would you rather go blind or go deaf? Oh my god. Uh that's soft. I think I'd rather go blind. I I don't know. I just love hearing things so much more. I mean, like, cause we're already right now, like I got my eyes are they're good, but I'm nearsighted, so distance are a little haze. I yeah. I have so much joy with like music and, right. and like been like a in you know a folk like you can still talk to people thing in my life you can still talk to people yeah if you can you know what hear, the, i don't the, think you can really talk what was uh that uh dude uh, dude where's my car i think the blind kid yeah yeah he's, Wait, I, uh, I said i'd I, he get he you know he, he you need to feel around to make sure like who they are and yeah that seems kind of fun absolutely <laughs> seems way more fun than being uh being deaf deaf just sounds like a shitty time it's, it's the whole world is silent yeah it's tough oh uh, yeah uh, no and un- take un- my eyes unfortunate time I'll put it that way unfortunate yeah take my eyes so i want to hear take my eyes too all right we're we're two for two show okay all right going back into the rabbit hat for question number three pretty damn good question i gotta say (laughs) shaw would you rather have let me run that back. Shaw, mm-hmm. would you rather have a dragon as a pet or be a dragon? Mm. That is a tough one, I got to say. Both are pretty sick. Yeah. So... There's the term you got to slay a few dragons to get to the princess. Right. <laughs> um, so that means if I were the dragon, then I would well, slay other dragons or would you potentially get slayed? Dragons yeah, got to fight other slayed. dragons too. Yeah. You know what? I think I'd rather be the dragon. Seems like a lot of responsibility to like have a dragon as a bed. So I'll be the dragon. Yeah. I think having the dragon would be pretty sick for a few days. But then but if they could take know, care of themselves, then maybe I'd reconsider. But you know. Yeah, but who's trusting that? Yeah, I don't know. Next thing you know, you go to work and then whole parking lots caught on fire. And they're like 
Shaw. They're so cute though, so I couldn't get mad. <laughs> yeah, you can't get you can't get pissed at them. They're they're magical creatures. No. Mm-hmm. I got to. Um, so what are you? What are you? What are you gonna do? Are you gonna be the dragon, or are you gonna have a pet dragon? At first, I was gonna have the pet dragon, but I do think be the dragon is a smart approach. Yeah, do There's some a, pretty cool stuff. Yeah, it would be so great to just go fly tonight through the sky and just. It's shoot, a, shoot some it, fire. It, that's something. that's been fire. Yeah, no, I was just getting excited over the flying part. That was always. I mean, Peter Pan was my favorite movie as a kid because I just thought flying was the coolest thing. Yeah, I still do though. Flying is still the coolest thing. Yeah, but like not in a plane, but like just being able to fly. Still on yeah. my well, top five bucket list of wanting to be able to do one day. Yeah. Or hopes. Just think happy thoughts. Yeah. Just think happy thoughts. Happy thoughts and you'll be flying high, folks. Yeah. A couple other things that you can do to fly high too, you know. Yeah, there's there's nu- Apple. N- numerous. Mm-hmm. Not that we know any of those things. Mm-hmm. But um, what we do know is that we got another solid would you rather. And okay. I think this is number four. Number four. Mm-hmm. Shot. Would you rather always be twenty minute late? Twenty minutes late. We'll run that back. Run it back for the mm-hmm. second time. Would you rather mm-hmm. always be twenty minutes late for important events, or always be two hours early to everything else? Uh, I'm down with fashionably late. I roll in. Even though like I am a very, I'm a big advocate. Two hours is like, if it was a little bit, if it was less, yeah, that's a, that's kind of aggressive. It's like, Hey, pump the brakes, man. Take off the Cape. You don't need to be a hero. We get it. You like to be on time, but two hours, that's a, that's a whole different. It's concerning. So be 20 slate. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 20 minutes late. Got to go to that. I'd be, you know, there's a few things that I've been two hours early to. Honestly, <laughs> I can't remember. Not even a flight. Um, but, you know, that's where people might be getting concerned. That Okay. Mm-hmm. A little too early. But... Yeah. yeah, we get it. Yeah, we get it. We get it. Okay, Shaw. We got our fifth question of the mm-hmm. night, and um, let's get a solid one. And we can we can cap her off and send it into the galaxy of good vibes. Following mm-hmm. this phenomenal question, and the phenomenal question is: Hosh, would you rather? Mm-hmm be able to play every musical instrument or master every type of sport? Uh, where I do have an appreciation for musicians, I can just be mem- mesmerized by s- having someone play in front of my 
face for hours. Yep. I'm an athlete. Give me on every sport at a high level. Gotta go with that one. Yeah. I mean, financially, that's definitely the better decision too, I feel like. Musicians. I, oh. I mean, a, a big instrument guy. Who knows? That's not saying you'd make it no, yeah, they, I mean, you. I mean, if that means like you're a Jimi Hendrix or Santana or you know whatever, it's. Uh, I wonder. I actually, I'm curious. You know how like and they always do like those NCAA commercials of talking about like, hey, you know, there's more to pretty much life than sports, and you know, one yep. percent of college graduates you know, go on to play professionally. I'm kind of curious on like, what's the statistic with sports comparing it to like musicians, you know, making it and like, what is exactly making it as a musician? Like what's the, you know, what's the bar or whatever. Cause you know, you know, when you make it in a sport, it's the highest level. Right. What's considered the highest level as a musician, like winning an award or I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. There's not even, I mean, there's not like a specific. I guess if you're Maybe like, like a, a platinum artist, streams or... plat. Yeah, I guess plat. Yeah, I think I think that you know that you you, you helped me out there. It's probably like platinum or gold or like now it's probably about how many streams you get or something like that. Yeah. And what, you know, maybe fact check me on this. Do you know? You do fact check what the? I think. If I'm not, I think, uh, so actually don't check it yet. Guess okay. it and then check it. Yeah. Cause I think I have the answer, but then that's when you need to check it. What song is the most streamed song on Spotify to the day? Most streamed song. I'm going to go with God's plan by Drake. That is a very good guess. I believe, and I could be wrong, it's Shape of You by Ed Sheeran. Good one as well. Check it. Let's yeah, see let's see what we got. Can you go? Yeah, let's see what the most streamed song on Spotify is. History. Most stream, stream played or whatever the word is. On Spotify. Joe, you got it right. Shape of you. Is it? Yep. Where's God's plan? Okay. It's number 12. Yeah, he's yeah, that's and um speaking of shape of you. Bear with me. One it's got two billion seven hundred and eighty-five million streams. That's almost half the world's Is that good? population population my god hey where the heck is this no truly incredible wait i have it let me show you something yeah brother no rush any second it's gonna pop up on my phone man it's it's so like i never (laughs) i remember like you know you always get like, hey, your storage is full of this and that. 
And yep. I never thought I was going to be like the person I don't need more storage, but fucking pictures, especially when I have a kid just oh, yeah. keep piling up and you gotta keep pumping more storage. Oh yeah, brother. I wonder what the phone oh, storages oh. are gonna be when we're like fifty and sixty. Oh one what I don't even know. Like there's a terabyte. Terabyte is yeah. this is a is like the massive one. Like a, a massive hard drive right now is forty terabytes. Like that's insane. My God, like I I gotta find this. Where? Oh, here we go. And it was saved. Um, Holy cow! He's taking the picture, Ed Sheeran. He's taking. He's taking it. What a nice fellow. What a guy. So he was in this Tennessee Titans uh, jersey. So when we were living in Nashville, we had a, a bar below our apartment complex. And it was like crazy, like hurricane warning storm kind of. Sh- I mean, not hurricane. It's not really. Well, I'm sure tail ends of hurricanes travel up to Nashville, but yeah. crazy weather nonetheless. And we had to like hunker down like no one's allowed to leave. And the people that were in there were uh, Ed Sheeran, Luke Combs, and Kelsey Ballerini. Just kicking it. Wow. Just hanging out. It was pretty – it was classic Nashville story, right? You're like, oh, yeah, I was just – well, it's funny because, like, I didn't really know who Luke Combs – I knew, like, of Luke Combs, but obviously he's, like, massive now. Yeah. And one of my buddies who's, like, huge into country – wait, you're – Chan was with us with me that night too, which is crazy. Um, he was like, dude, oh my god, Luke Combs. I'm like, what? So like, yeah, guys, right there. I'm like, oh. and I was just my only conversation with them is like, hey, is anyone using this dartboard? <laughs> He's like, no. I'm like, tight. So that's my conversation with uh Luke. What about Mr. Ed Sheeran? Nothing, nothing with Eddie. Uh, took the not, picture not, though. Uh, what a nice fellow. I think. Yeah, what a nice, yeah, exactly, fella. Nice fella from, what is he from? Ireland? Is he English? I think he's Irish. God. We can click right onto him right here. He is um, an English singer, songwriter, musician, record producer, actor, and businessman. Wow, man of many talents. Um, and you know what? Once this uh, beard of mine gets a little grown out more, it's very, it's strawberry blonde is what I like to say. Ooh. I kid you not. And I have had people... Handful, the, whenever someone says, you know who you look like, I always get Ed Sheeran. And I'm like... It's really not the best compliment, you know, but the guy wheels. He does wheel. He's got some, he has some rocket launchers in his resume. Yeah. I'm, I mean, so he's got I, the number you know, one song it. on Spotify. I'll take it. I'll take it. You know, Whatever. I will, I will say, Shaw, you are definitely more sliced up and diced up than he is. No doubt about God, that. He's got a hell of a voice, hell of a voice. Talent, talented man. He's a no. businessman. He's a businessman. It's on Wikipedia. Yeah. Businessman. Yeah. 
Must Love be to right. see it. Brother, well, shall I, uh, I could shoot the breeze with you for hours because mm-hmm. I always love talking to you. And you've always been not only an absolute beauty in my eyes, but a mentor in many ways. And um, just always get me hyped, Shaw. So, yeah, what a pleasure it's, it's been. Uh, it's f- feelings mutual, brother, and that's just kind of how, uh, kind of how it is. We all just feed off each other and just pump that good energy, good vibes, and head off to the galaxy, right? That's what it's all about, brother. Mm-hmm. Brother Shaw, any uh, words of wisdom for the week? Mm-hmm. Nobody cares. Work harder. Nobody cares. Work harder. Yeah. I love it, brother. One of my favorite quotes is, I don't have problems, just more work to do, which is right up that alley. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just get always, shit done. Always get, just get shit done, you know. There's not enough time in the day to get shit done, but you find you find it out, you find the balance, dip your toes in into everything. I'm into that, brother man. Well, it's been a hell of a night. We've had an absolute blast. We're hoping mm-hmm. if you stuck with us the whole night, ladies and gents, we hope you had a half as fun as we did. Because we had a ball. And um, do the good old podcast a favor and spank the like button. Tap the subscribe button. And uh, spank whatever else you need to. Because we appreciate her. Absolutely. With that being said, ladies and gents, remember that you can never overdose on the good vibes and me and Steven are sending good vibes your way and we hope you have a great day a great week great month a great year we hope you keep crushing it so with that being said adios ladies and gentlemen